My name is Jared Blaukamp, and I am Pastor Bernie's son, and I have the privilege of bringing the word tonight. We're talking about youth and young adults, and specifically our education systems. And uh, my dad called me up, and he was like, hey, Jared, would you like to share about what the Lord is doing across the college campuses in West Michigan? And I said, you bet I would. Like, get me up there. So that's what we have tonight. Um, I am just like, I'm so excited and honored to be here tonight to talk to every single one of you. And it's not anything that I did, like all glory to Jesus, because he's the only one. Without him, we have nothing. We have absolutely nothing. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. You know, in these, in these times, these circumstances, what's gone on the past week, couple weeks, it's, it's been a lot of chaos. It's been a lot of chaos. And we have an opportunity, just like the Israelites had an opportunity in Numbers 13, like we have an opportunity to believe two different reports. You see, we, the Israelites, they had received a word from the Lord that they were to go into the land of Canaan and take it for themselves. And this had been promised for ages past. And they sent 12 spies to go in. They sent the spies to go in. And the spies, they saw the same things, but they brought two different reports back. And one was a report of, man, we're done for. Like, there's no way. I can't believe it. They're too big. It's too deep. We can't do it. And the other was a report of, hey, not, it, the, the other report wasn't, we can do it. It wasn't just a fiery, motivational message. It was, God gave us a word, and we can do it. It wasn't, it wasn't a trust in themselves as we are, we have this army that's able to go in to take over everything and we'll be able to do it. It wasn't that. It was we have a word from the Lord. And if the Lord is for us, who can be against us? And I think just as the Israelites in Numbers 13 had those two reports, we today also have those two reports. We can look at the news we can look at our phones. We can look anywhere and everywhere, and we can get this report of despair. We can get this report of, man, whoa, it's too deep. Our nation, it's gone too far. Our, our college campuses, oh, they're just, they're, we're losing people to the college state campuses. We're losing people in our, in our high schools. But we could... We can also take another report, which is built on the God's word, which says that he desires that none should perish, but everyone would come to repentance. We could believe God's report, which says that in the last days, he would pour out his spirit on the young and the old. And that is the report that I believe the Lord is calling us to believe in today. That's the report. And I have the privilege and the opportunity of sharing some of the good news that has gone on in the college campuses over this past semester. And so over the past six months, I've been able to connect with different college students 
all throughout West Michigan. So on Christian college campuses, on secular college campuses, I've been able to connect with some of these key leaders. And I've been reaching out to them to say, man, what has the Lord been doing over this past semester? The semester where nothing was supposed to go on. Semester where everything was canceled because of COVID. You see, the report that we had gotten on the university was to, hey, just take, take a semester off. Don't do anything crazy for Jesus. Don't, don't preach the gospel because, you know, you might get in trouble. That was the report we had see, received. But I have a testimonies, testimonies of some student leaders who said, I'm going to believe God's report and what he's going to do on this college campus. I'm going to believe God's report and carry the gospel and just be faithful with what he's given me and see where it goes. And so the, one of the first stories I have to share tonight is from the University of Spring Arbor. So Spring Arbor University, it's based out of Jackson, Michigan. And at, at the start of this past semester, one of my friends, his name is Josiah Kitchen, <laughs> he, he gathered 12 of his friends at the beginning of the semester. And he said, we're not going to do anything else but pray. That's what we're going to do. We could gather, we could gather people like this in churches, but he said, I feel like the Lord is calling us to wait for his anointing. And so he gathered 12 of his key leaders on the campus, and he, they went in a room, and for a month, they just committed to praying. They just committed to praying. And at the end of the month, at the end of the month, so that would have been end of September, they felt like the Lord was leading them to host a worship gathering at a local church. And so they go to this local church. But the word that they had was, we're going to go to this local church, but continue to wait for my anointing. That was the word that they had. Run with this, go with this worship gathering, but wait for my anointing. And as soon as they step into the church, oh man, (laughs) as soon as they step into the church, the pastor of the church says, hey, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm supposed to anoint you and your 11 friends all with oil. <laughs> and my buddy just laughs hysterically. He's like, go, but wait for the anointing. And the, the Lord physically, like physically spoke to them and said, this is it. Like, I've anointed you guys to do this. And that night, they held a worship service. Nothing crazy. They just had a singular acoustic guitar and a cajon. Just a little, one of those little beat drums. And they didn't host, they didn't have anything spectacular, but the presence of the Lord fell that night. And they preached the gospel, and they had several students give their lives to the Lord. They had 70 students come to this event in Spring Arbor. They had several students give their lives to the Lord. And all of a sudden, my buddy Josiah, he feels in his spirit, he's saying, hey, I feel like we're supposed to open up the opportunity for baptism. But there's no lake around the church where they're at. They literally have to drive like a half mile, mile and a half to a lake if they're going to do this. And so he's like kind of wrestling him with it, but he goes up and he says, hey guys, I feel like I'm supposed to open up this opportunity for people to be baptized. And 30, over 30 people that night decided to drive the mile and a half to the lake at 11.30 p.m. 
and get baptized. And as they were, as they were saying this, they're saying, I'm leaving, my, I'm leaving my sins behind in the water. I'm leaving my life of complacency. I'm leaving all of these addictions to porn. I'm leaving this addiction to, to drugs. I'm leaving it all. And they're coming out of the water fired up for Jesus. And this literally happened two month, three months ago. Three months ago in Spring Arbor, Michigan. In Spring Arbor. And the Lord has continued to pour out his spirit upon this campus. Just so this, so Josiah, my same, my same buddy, he just had an encounter with one of his guys from his baseball team. Like this happened at the beginning of the year, but the Lord is continuing to pour out his spirit. And one of the guys on his baseball team came up to him and said, Josiah, I don't know what to do. I'm addicted to drugs. I'm addicted to porn. But I want to be free. I want to be free. And Josiah took him, and he just took him in his room, and they just prayed for two, for two hours, what seemed like, so what seemed like only a short time, but they ended up praying for two hours just because the presence of the Lord came, and they completely lost track of time. And at the end of it, the, du- the dude stood up, and he looked at Josiah, and he looked at one of Josiah's friends, and he said, I have never, ever experienced a high like I just experienced. All the drugs, all the everything else in the world doesn't even come close. Doesn't even come close. And now this, this guy is reading the word and he's, he's hearing God's voice for himself and being taught in the Bible and he, he's, he's transforming into a disciple of Jesus. And it all started on the college campus, but it all started with these, this commitment to say, hey, I'm gonna seek the Lord's face just for a month, we're only going to commit to pray. And just simple obedience, simple obedience, simple obedience. And Spring Arbor University is seeing a wild move of God sweep across their campuses, all across their sports teams. Can we just give it up for Jesus? Isn't that awesome? The... The next, the next university, so the spring, what's happening at Spring Arbor isn't unusual. Similar things are going on at Grace Christian University, just 15 minutes up the road. Students are committing to gather to worship on campus or around campus every single Monday night. They're gathering students every single Monday night, and they're preaching the gospel. And they are, they're challenging students to step out of just religion Step out of just going to, going to a Christian school or serving Jesus out of obligation, but actually serving Jesus out of their love. At Cornerstone University, they also are gathering seven, around 70 students every single Monday night to pray and to worship over their campus. And they're sending, they're sending these people out to share the gospel on campus with people and they're seeing, they're seeing people from the cross-country team get baptized and give their lives to Jesus. They're seeing people on the soccer teams get impacted by the love of Jesus. And then, in addition to that, the group, uh, there's a group of young adults in this community. And they're noticing that after they graduate from college, they really don't have like an expression of like a consistent expression like we have here at Access. And so they decided to they decided to create their own and every Monday night they're meeting every Monday night 
and they're preaching the gospel every single Monday night and equipping their people to go out and share the gospel in their workplaces every single Monday night. Can we give it up again? Come on. This is what the Lord is doing in our young adults. This is what the Lord is doing in our young adults. So then lastly, my, my dad mentioned a little bit ago, but I go to Grand Valley. And, uh, oh man, <laughs> the Lord is coming for Grand Valley. I can tell you that for sure. I can tell you that for sure. In just one little testimony from Grand Valley is at the end of quarantine, one of my, one of my good friends, his name is Landon, he's, he saw the statistic that one in four college students considered suicide over quarantine. And he personally had friends who had tried to overdose. And he personally had friends who nearly took their own lives. And he, he looked at that statistic. He got that report. And he said, I believe that there can be a different report about this. And I believe that God can switch the report. And so he reached out to, he reached out to around 40 of his friends. And he said, what would it look like for us to worship in public? And not, not just in a church, not just in a building, but go to the beaches and worship Jesus and provide an opportunity for people to come to know him. And so all throughout the month of July and all throughout the month of August, every other week he was gathering. From four, it grew from 40 people coming, his initial 40 that he reached out to, and then it grew to about 60, and then it grew to about 80, and then culminating on August 30th of this past summer, there was about 120 people gathered on the beaches, on, the, on Grand Haven Beach right next to the pier. And we were all singing praises to Jesus. And my, my buddy Landon, he grabs a mic and he offers an opportunity for people to come to know Jesus. And he says, if, if that's you, he shared his testimony. He said, if, if the Lord can save me out of my darkness, he can save you. And he said, Is that, if that's anybody here, if you want to give your life to the Lord, raise your hand. And we had about seven people of those 120 give their lives to Jesus. And then he took it a step further and he said, I, he, he took it a step further. He said, he opened it up. He said, I'm going to get baptized tonight. My buddy Landon, he said, I'm going to get baptized tonight. And I would invite anybody who wants to to come and get baptized. And just like at Spring Arbor on the beach in Grand Haven, Michigan, we saw 30, over 30 people get baptized and say, I want to follow Jesus with my entire life. So why am I sharing all these testimonies? Why am I sharing all these testimonies? It's, it's because we've, we've heard all the bad reports. And we hear so much of the bad report. But I hope tonight that you catch a glimpse of what the Lord is actually doing. And while it looks like the enemy may be advancing and winning, I'm here to tell you that God is moving. He's advancing. His kingdom is a kingdom that will never end. And his dominion lasts for all generations. And I'm also here to encourage us to say, which report are we going to believe? Which report? Because what we meditate on is what we will experience in our life. If we meditate on that bad report and that's all we talk about and that's all we're, we're going to get that anxiety and we're going to get that depression. We're going to get those things that we dwell on, but... Like, like Pastor Wayne always says, ye will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in him. That's Isaiah 26 verse 3. 
And if we can hold on to God's report, that no matter how dark the darkness gets, he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. That if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, it dwells in you. And with, with this report, see, the, this 10 spies, they brought a bad report and it led the people into complaining. It led the people to, into fear of their own lives. But Joshua and Caleb, they had a good report and they took that report and they fell before the Lord and they cried out in prayer and they said, Lord, would you come? And change the hearts of these people. And that, that, is my, that, that is my encouragement tonight. That as, as we have these good reports. As we have these good reports from the very word of God. That we would commit to taking those in prayer. We would commit to taking those in prayer and in intercession. And just like, just like my buddy Josiah said. We would commit first to seeking God in the secret place. We would commit first to seeking God in the secret place. And praying and interceding for our world. Coming from the good report that we have received in scripture. Coming from that good report. But then, so they, Joshua and Caleb, they had this good report. But then fast forward into the book of Joshua. And the Lord leads them across the Jordan River. And now they're actually going into, into stepping into what they had believed God for. And they come to the city of Ai. They come to the city of Jericho. But Joshua and Caleb didn't just walk handy dandy in there, you know. Oh, you know, like they didn't fling the gates wide open and say, all right, guys, here you go. All our stuff. Yep, that's yours. Take it. Like Joshua and Caleb, they had to fight for it. They had to take what was in their hands and founded on the good report of the word of God and go and take that, take that kingdom and take that, take that dominion for the, for the Lord. And I feel like tonight, the Lord has given us a good report in his word. My encouragement is, to, is tonight for you to take that report, meditate on that report, but then also ask the Lord, what is in my hand? What's in my hand? What, what can I do? Is there something that you've called me to do? Is there something that I can partner with you in? See, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 at verse 9, it says that we are God's co-workers. He's called us a co-worker. That means God is working with us to accomplish his dominion, his purposes on the earth. In Ephesians 2.10, it says that you are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance that you should walk in. And the report that we're getting from the news, the report, the bad report that we're getting is, hey, stay home, fold your hands. It's okay. It's just a season that will pass over. You just need, just cool it, cool it, shrink back. You're okay. And I, I feel like the Lord is giving us a different report to say, what is in your hands? What could I do for him and his kingdom? Could I invite my neighbors over for a Bible study? Could I invite my neighbors over just for a small dinner and then maybe share the gospel with them? Could I carry the gospel into my workplaces? 
what, what is in our hands? What is in our hands? What is in our hands to do? Because God's not asking what we don't have. He's asking us to surrender to him what we do have. What we do have. And God will take the little that we give him and he'll multiply it into something greater than we could ever imagine. Ever imagine. So take the, take the good report that we have from God's word. That's number one. Take the good report that we have from God's word. Two, meditate on it in prayer and in intercession. And then three, partner with the Lord in what he's doing in the earth. Partner with the Lord in what he's doing on the earth. He's not asking you, are you, are you ready? He's not asking, or he's asking you, are you willing? Because if you're willing and obedient, you will eat the fruit of the land, like it says in Isaiah 1 verse 19. Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? And you know, we're talking about this bad report and we're talking about this good report, but there may be some of you guys in here that have never, you might not even know like what I'm talking about here. <laughs> you might not even have heard the best report that we could ever receive. And that's the truth of the gospel. That's the best report. The, the report of the gospel is that we, we have sinned. Bible says in Romans 3.23 that we all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And we didn't even have to do anything. We were born into sin. We were born sinners. And we've all turned our backs against God. And the payment for that sin, Romans 6 verse 23 says, the wages of sin is death. The payment for that sin was death. And that was the payment that, that was hanging over our heads. But... God decided to make that payment for us. The payment was death. The payment was death. And Jesus came down to earth as a sinless man, but chose to die a sinner's death to cover your payment of sin. And then he rose again so that we could walk in newness of life. And if if that's you tonight, and maybe you say, man, I've never heard that message before. I've never heard that I can be forgiven. I've never heard that my sins, though they're scarlet, they could be washed as white as snow. And maybe you're here tonight, and you're feeling bogged down. Maybe you're online, and you're watching, and you just tuned in, and you're feeling bogged down. And you're saying, Jared, man, that seems too good to be true. I'm, I'm telling you, this is the truth of the gospel. That Jesus died so that we could have a right relationship with God. And if that's you tonight, and you're saying, man, I am convicted of my sin, and I, I, I know that I'm not right with God. But I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to enter into a relationship with him. If that's you with everyone's head bowed and eyes closed, if that's you and you say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to commit to serving him and I'm done messing around with this old life because all it's done is brought anxiety. I, I, want, I want a life filled with peace found in Jesus on my way to heaven. If that's you, on the count of three, would you raise your hand if you're with us? And if you're online, you can even raise your hand too, yes. So one, don't wait. You can feel it. You can feel it in your heart. Holy Spirit is working in your heart. Two, 
three, if that's you, you say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to follow him for the rest of my days. Amazing. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And if everyone join in with me online and everyone in the congregation, if you could just join me repeating after me in this prayer, just say, Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've turned away from you, but I thank you that you made a way for me to have right relationship with you. I confess you as Lord of my life and I wanna serve you all my days. In Jesus' name, amen.